Sandball Podcast Network. Paul Charchian here, longtime fantasy players. You'll remember my first fantasy company, Fanball.com, one of the original fantasy sports sites. Great news. I've got the band back together. Yes, Fanball.com is back with many of the same people, and we're ready for a new era. You know I built LeagueSafe as the industry's first consumer protection service, making sure that winners got paid, so it shouldn't surprise you that Fanball.com is the only fantasy sports company built from the ground up with a singular mission to ensure fair play. In addition to all the awesome free content that you remember from Fanball, we also have season-long and daily fantasy sports contests. And best of all, Fanball.com has the Fanball number. Your Fanball number identifies your skill level and ensures that you play in contests against players at your skill level. No longer will regular players like you be overrun by hundreds of expert-level entries into your contest. If your Fanball number is 55, you're not going to be playing against experts rated in the 80s and 90s. I've leveled the playing field with a fanball number at fanball.com. Get your fanball number today. Hi. Uh, just a harmless squirrel, not a plastic explosive or anything. Nothing to be worried about. The Explosive Output Podcast. Sword Knight Squad, the explosive! T-Bone, ladies are gonna love you. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Explosive Output Podcast on the Fanball Podcast Network. I'm Matt Harrison, along with John Tuvey and Scott Fish. It's Power Rankings Monday. Boom. Boom. I love it. Chakalaka. Yes. Um, we should note that uh, Late Swap is available on Fanball.com for NBA contests. Don't get screwed over by Greg Popovich <laughs> and his meddling ways. Go ahead. Get your guys in there. Late Swap them all you want. You should you should do that. Go go play over at Fanball. We'd appreciate it. We should have uh, in the next week or two another uh, fancy, fancy fantasy football type of contest wow. coming out on Fanball. Three Ball Fs, as well. Ooh. a triple F right there. We're gonna go through uh, the week's worth of games and see where we uh, slotted our guys in the power rankings. Um, I made a couple changes. I was gonna note to the bottom now. I have the Giants as the second worst team. I was just noting that Fish was making a late swap. <laughs> wait, of, of wait, his didn't right I make there. the Giants? I have the, have Giants, the Giants as, as the, the worst team. team. Yep. You have them. You think wow. the Browns would beat the Giants? Neutral site. I think so. Did you see what the 49ers <laughs> did to them? I mean, well, that, <laughs> was, that was not a neutral site. Oh, well, man. It, it almost is with the amount of fans <laughs> attending <laughs> Levi's Stadium. Anything in L.A. is a neutral site, probably, huh, at this point. That's San Francisco, I know, John. Is I know, but <laughs> a I'm, few I, hours was, away. I was jump, making the leap to games the Chargers play in front of the, their half-filled high school stadium. Uh, let's talk about the Thursday night game. It was Seattle at Arizona. Seattle came up with a lot of uh, injuries, including one to Richard Sherman, uh, kind of ended his season. I don't and, know if anybody watching the, the game knew that he was hurt. No. Yeah. At least nobody who could lip read the most <laughs> obvious lip read well, of all time. Hey, everybody, see you later. I'm doubt for the I, season. My I, Achilles. You know, I as a, a Vikings fan, I'm not a, necessarily a Richard Sherman fan, and he does seem to bring a lot of spotlight on himself. But also, when you're on the sideline and they're cutting to you between literally every play, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't his fault that he. <laughs> They might as well have just mic'd him up. Well, at that, they should have just gone down sideline and interviewed him. I'm sure he would have had something to say. <laughs> uh, does the Russell Wilson not a concussion concern you at all? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, the same thing they've done for... Uh, it's impressive that he's getting the same treatment as Brady and Rodgers, who have both not had concussions in similar fashions. I thought, I thought that it's interesting to note that if a team, like, doesn't do a concussion screening, like, properly and puts a guy back out on the field, they can lose draft picks yeah. for that. Yeah. Like, the, didn't the Patriots? I thought the Patriots did. It's hard to keep track of what they lose draft picks. They just yeah, lose it. draft picks for whatever. <laughs> I think I thought, it's just like I automatically. Think it was just a fine or something. Yeah, there, the Rodgers one, there was nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's because. And that was several years back, though. So he, He's baby Jesus. Um, thoughts on Adrian Peterson's 21 carries for 29 yards from a fantasy standpoint. Can you trust putting him in any lineup, like, ever? He's either going to get. 37 carries for 150 yards and a touchdown or this. Well, what's he, left on their schedule? All he needs is a great matchup <laughs> where they don't fall behind. That's, <laughs> yep, that's exactly. The, if you can pinpoint those, that's where you start Adrian Peterson. Uh, I, I, with, with the injury to Sherman, I ended up ticking Seattle down a little bit, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I have him still in the top ten, though. Like, just, just at the edge. There. I have him at eight. I have him at nine. I've got him at nine also. All right. Um, let's move on to the next game. S- Tennessee hosted Cincinnati. Marcus Mariota looking like a hero. Whoa. That was loud. Turn that <laughs> off. Pl- playing highlights? Yeah. All right. I thought, I thought I was going to be I was going to be impressed. You know, <laughs> hey, here's Marcus Mariota looking like a hero, and then you're thrown to the highlights. <laughs> let's everything. The, impressive. Let's take it over to the, to the action. <laughs> Uh, interesting to note that Derrick Henry led the led the team in rushing, although Demarco Murray gets the two touchdowns, three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Oh yeah, he got the got the one in the air too. Yeah, uh, hell of a game for him there. Uh, uh, by the way, Church said to sabotage drop Demarco Murray on the radio this week when oh. Brian and I said no in five tough questions. Oh, <laughs> Church, come on. Man, <laughs> I, I do feel that. I would never drop him, but I feel that pain. I benched him in a league. Yep. I mean, he's he's oh, been yeah. tough to start. But recently. I think that you you kind of have to bench him, and this is a fluke right now. Like, you can only start him against the best fantasy, fantasy matchup yeah. for him. And this him. wasn't one. This wasn't a great fantasy matchup. And how did you know he was going to get, you know, one, like, throw the ball over the end line and, yep. yeah. That that whole backfield is isn't a void, but uh, yeah, I feel the same way about Derrick Henry. I'm just holding on yeah. to Henry in a lot of dynasty leagues, hoping that Murray just goes away, and then we can. Yeah, eventually he'll he'll have to. Let's hope so. I will say this: Corey Davis uh, ran a route on every single Mariota drop back, played nearly all the snaps, and got and ten targets, have, and should have had a touchdown, and should have had a touchdown. That he fumbled the the my favorite inexplicable rule in the NFL that he fumbled. At the goal line, yeah. out of the end zone. So instead of it being their ball at the one, it's the other it's team's terrible. ball. That at the is 20. an inexplicable rule. It's, like yeah. if you fumble at the end zone, if, if you fumble anywhere else, you can't advance it. Right? It can't right. be advanced by another teammate. Yep. So it goes back to the spot where he fumbled it. And then there was another game, and I, I can't recall which game it was, where there was a, almost the exact same play where the guy fumbled. And it looked like it went out of the end zone, but no, they marked it down at the one and they scored on the next play. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was the Viking game. <laughs> I think it was a Vikings game. It was the interception right. that Case yes, Keenum threw. Yes, it was. You're right. <laughs> and then there was the Bears one as well. Mass hysteria. Cats yeah. and dogs living together. It was crazy. Uh, Tennessee, I ticked up a little bit on my power rankings. I had punished them unbelievably low, but they look like a pretty good, like, 
just kind of team concept. Yeah. They're not going to do a lot in fantasy, but no. in reality football, they they hold teams and they they're all right. Like and and that as we said last week, that schedule the rest of the way for them is is good. So it so is it for Jacksonville, but the AFC South is winnable. I noticed that both you and I have Titans Jaguars side by side. Fish has it separated a little bit and I'm the only one that has the I, Titans ahead of the Jaguars. And that's haven't we already said that's our week 17 uh, that's the flex game. That's the flex game. Yeah. Yeah, I do have the Titans 12, but, I mean, they could easily move up. I, I do like them. Cincinnati obviously punished far down the way. Um, Detroit and Cleveland. Thought it was interesting that Cleveland was Cleveland was leading this game, I believe, hmm. 24-17 about midway through the third quarter. Then Detroit came, quote-unquote, roaring back. Wow. Yeah, see what well I did there? Well played. Um, just think if they wouldn't have brain farted before halftime with the uh, the, the the weird Deshaun Kaiser yeah, let's sneak, quarterback dive sneak <laughs> from two yards out with eight seconds and no timeouts. I like that he audibled that play too. Oh, That's was it? How oh, bad it is. man. Yeah, he, I I I hadn't seen this part, but I heard he went to the sidelines and they were yelling at him a little bit, and he just looked like confused, like <laughs> completely. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Cleveland is the, just the worst. Uh, do you do you give anything to Detroit on this on the comeback here? Like, no, I don't. I they're at home. They're against the worst team. In I the think league. they played down to the opponent for too much of that game. I think it says a lot about them as a team. Yeah. Well, I think we're ex- we expect the Lions to do something like that, and maybe they got it out of their system without a loss. Don't say know? that, man. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> again, as yes. a as a biased Vikings fan, you'd love to see the the Lions uh, pull typical Lions stuff, but uh, they they escaped this one, and I, I'm worried about that offense. I think that offense as a as a Vikings fan, let me. I'm worried about that offense. I think that offense is starting to realize that we don't need to run the ball <laughs> ever we, again. Yeah, we we've got a quarter. <laughs> we, you know, our running play can be Theoretic, who had a, a nice little fantasy team, or Golden Tate, really. Yeah, and and they can. Uh, and then they, they of, scare some teams offensively. Out of nowhere, Amir Abdullah scores a touchdown in that game too. <laughs> Just from a fantasy standpoint, you're like, God dang it! Throwing <sighs> to set up the uh, the twenty or so carries that though actually run the ball there we go from one winning cat team to another jacksonville defeated the los angeles chargers by a score of 20 to 17 in overtime a couple things that i thought were notable from this game blake bortles threw 51 times 51 that was unreal (laughs) and leonard fournette had 17 carries and averaged 1.9 yards per carry and kind of forgotten about yeah the second half of the game how do they how are they winning with blake bortles well, they almost didn't. I know, <laughs> he right? tried to give it away. The Chargers said, no, 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 we don't want this game. Yeah. Uh, 34 yards rushing for Bortles, too. That's crazy. Uh, another thing that I thought was pretty interesting, Austin Eckler. Yeah. <laughs> the guy I was President told, of the Austin Eckler fan <laughs> the club. The guy Scott I was Fish. told I was too deep to mention on a radio show <laughs> a couple really? times. Um I don't think he's too deep now. I mean, nope. two touchdowns through the air, five catches, 77 yards receiving, and he led the team in rushing yards. He had 42 yep. over Melvin Gordon's 27. The last radio show I did do, I, I chimed in while someone else was talking about the Chargers, and I said, Austin Eckler should be owned everywhere. <laughs> That's all I was able to get in. <laughs> we need to come up with – here's your challenge, Fish. Before the next show, we need to come up with the Austin Eckler T-shirt. Oh, boy. Design. I don't you know, know. Much like the tie goat or, or the uh, 
which I I've we should we should present it to Charge and it should say what, the Eckler Heckler. What what do you what do you think about Gordon rest of the season? I mean he's I'm worried. Last the last two years under four yards per carry. This year under four yards per carry, and now he's really dinged up. Yeah, but I, he gets volume. Well, I think it's that that knee injury. They're they're not letting on, or he's trying to play through it. You know, it, it was eight targets this week for Gordon. For Gordon, wow, yeah. So the Chargers started Owen. Four, oh and five and then rattled off the three games in a row and we were all like oh hey the chargers could maybe even come back and the challenge chargers, for this west the perennial best three and six team oh, man but <laughs> then they're back well how many of those i mean the first two losses were like by a total of three points right i mean they they yeah they lost to they lost both on field goals yeah missed by and so this was another overtime against a jaguars team that we all have I guess I don't have, but you guys both have in your top 10. I've got them just outside the top 10 that we are pretty much ready to hand them a playoff spot. They're, they're a legit team. I, the Chargers, I, I'll say it again, best 3-6 and six team. Yep. Probably <laughs> next week they'll be the best 3-7 and seven team in uh, the league. Yuck. Uh, this one I don't want to spend much time on, Tampa and the Jets. Oh. <laughs> Uh, the the Yuck. best part of the game was the Josh McCown interception, and then Ryan Fitzpatrick takes the next snap and throws it forty yards downfield to the Jets as another <laughs> interception. That was like that was the game right there. It was like, hey, who can throw the most interceptions here? Summarize this game in two plays. <laughs> the uh, two two awful defenses and the quarterbacks both said, "No, hold my beer. I can make him look good." <laughs> <laughs> Neither of which are uh, in our. I don't know our our radar. Of yeah, top, we have to scroll down. They're the scroll. Doug Martin scroll down another those. twenty plus touch game though. That's like three in a row now. Yeah. He's getting volume. No, Only fifty one yards though. So. That's not three in a 20, row. Twenty plus touches and fifty one yards doesn't really move the no. needle in this year no. in a in a points per rushing attempt league, which yeah. you've done before, right? Yeah, gross. And last week was you know, how quickly we forget was the uh, nine cat carries seven yards game. Oh yeah, it was two weeks ago. Yeah, twenty something. Yeah. Uh, Packers end up beating the Bears in Chicago where John Fox has the weirdest challenge reversal. He was correct on the challenge. Uh, uh, first, maybe for John Fox. <laughs> on the spot huh? of the ball, but it, it caused them to lose the ball. Um, and so there's there's that from a, a game-wide standpoint. And, and that really could have turned it around for the Bears. That could have been seven and tied the game right there. Then you look at it from the other side. The Packers lose Ty Montgomery to a rib injury. They lose Aaron Jones to a knee injury. And then Jamal Williams comes out, gets 20 carries for 67 yards. Not super impressive, but it's obvious that they have no one else yeah. in the in the running back game. So they're going to – if it's just Jamal Williams as the healthy guy next week, it's going to be him getting probably 20 carries again. You're not yep. a big Aaron Ripkowski fan? Oh, I'm a big Aaron Ripkowski fan, right. but the Packers obviously aren't <laughs> a fan of handing it to him more than two times per game. Yeah, it's uh, who's who's to say Montgomery won't throw on a flak jacket and come back at least to some degree next week? Or Martellus Bennett would? Oh, no, wait. <laughs> no, wait, he would. Never mind. Oh man, uh, we we kind of reviewed the Packers' schedule a little bit. Like they have some cupcakes up there. Well, this they, was this was one of them. They th- this this was they one of them, give it away. and they they did. But like at the same time, like they're going to be kind of in the mix for that last playoff wild card. Yeah. And and if the Vikings scuffle a little bit uh, and and maybe lose one or two of their next, I think it's going to be tough. And then purple cheese. I feel I feel like, I feel like the wild Rogers cards in the back. NFC this year are going to be ten win teams. 
I just feel that way. Uh-huh. I think that, that that bears out by the way that we have the power rankings going. I have a lot of NFC teams in the top ten, and yeah. not many AFC teams. I'm just I'm just looking at the Packers schedule, going sure that you know Ravens, the Bucks, the Browns. But other than that, I mean the Lions at the at Detroit are going to be tough. Vikings, Panthers, Steelers at Pittsburgh, which really matters. Yeah, um, <laughs> those will be. T- I don't know. I don't see them getting to ten wins. They, I don't know if they're they're going to have tough. They're going to have a tough time even getting to nine, in my opinion. Yeah, they kind of they they have to win like two more in the next couple of weeks, and then see if Aaron Rodgers is healthy right. and can yeah can yeah, and they whisk can, them into the playoffs. They can't lose more players either to injury or to Martellus Bennett. Hey, I'll jump off this ship and go float on Tom Brady shit. How about how about like did you see his big tweet on this where he was talking about how I wanted to get surgery on my shoulder and the Packers basically wanted to save money, so they said undisclosed injury and cut me. He wanted to have season ending shoulder surgery. Then he goes and passes a physical <laughs> for the huh. Patriots. It's probably the same doctor that cleared Tom Brady after his concussion. This is my guess. How does that work? Um, an impressive NFC team, the New Orleans Saints, who have now won seven in a row. And they did this basically not on Drew Brees' arm, scoring 47 points against the Buffalo Bills. Brees had 184 yards and no touchdowns, but he did have a rushing touchdown, that as helps. well as everybody else on the team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trey Edmonds. Edmonds had the one. Alvin Kamara has 106 yards and one. Ingram has three touchdowns. Obviously, we knew Mark Ingram was going to be the, uh, you know, RB3 in fantasy at the beginning of the year. Well, Fish, you had a good stat we were talking about earlier about the Saints and and when they've had a lopsided run ratio. Yeah. In Sean Payton's career with the Saints, uh, they've passed the ball, passed the run ratio, passed the ball over 60% of the time every year except for two, the year they went to the Super Bowl and this year. Hmm. So hmm. they figured out the pattern. They need to run the ball. <laughs> that's why <laughs> John Tuvey said. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the huge difference. They signed Adrian Peterson in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Now they're committed to the run. Exactly. So Just I bumped up the Saints, Adrian Peterson. <laughs> the Saints a few spots on my rankings, and I had Buffalo in the top ten last week, and I think this was uh, this plus the Jets' loss last week made me m- – I dropped them, I think, more than anybody. You did. Yeah. You 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 hit the Bills hard. You hit the Bills harder than uh, the Bills Mafia hits their uh, folding, folding tables, tables in the parking <laughs> lot tailgates. Did you see the pic the 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 video of the guy who like jumped off the stairs in his house, like all on the way table? down? Yeah, like onto it was insane. It was like like a twelve foot drop onto a table, wow. and uh, I don't know how these people survive. Um, <laughs> Lots of later fluid. <laughs> I like how at the end of that clip, the beer can landed perfectly. <laughs> did did it? Of course yep. it did. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, since I know that my wife never listens to these podcasts, <laughs> we have one of those shower heads that's like the big, like yep. big, yep. huge yep. disc shower heads, sure. like the flat ones, like they're called rain shower heads. Yep. I put a can of LaCroix, like an empty can of LaCroix, because <laughs> I was drinking it in the shower. I drink LaCroix in the shower. Put an empty can on top of the thing. I was going to see how many days it takes for her to notice it. <laughs> we'll check back in on that next week. All and right. See if nice. she's That's impressive. But it's it's been three days now. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, wow. Uh, I love it. Obviously, she doesn't look up. Um, Pittsburgh, a non-impressive victory at Indianapolis. <sighs> Very non-impressive. Yeah. 
That uh, was that was really ugly. They were down seventeen to three at one point. And they lost Joe Hayden to a broken arm, I believe. Broken leg? Leg. Arm leg. One of those uh, extremities. Fibula. It yeah. cracked fibula, okay. I believe. Um, fibula is the smaller bone. And it's not weight-bearing. So, you yeah. like, I, I was able to walk on mine when I broke mine. Well, so, I mean, but you're a gamer. I mean, yeah. I'm a gamer, you're man. You're tough. <laughs> uh, Jacoby Brissett looked like a actually okay quarterback. Yeah. Passer rating of 99.7. I think the Colts are just going to hang around in games and win enough to really knock them out of a good draft pick. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> sucks, but it's true. Yeah. It's true. Just, just a really weird team. Chester Rogers, six catches, 104 yards, and a touchdown. That feels fluky. T.Y. who? the 61-yard touchdown. Yeah. Uh, on the Steelers' side, Le'Veon Bell gets a lot of work, but – not a not a ton of production out of it. He was a guy that I thought would be. Yeah, yeah. I just, thought it'd be better. He was the chalk this week. Yeah, I mean at least he added the thirty-two yards receiving just to put him over that hundred mark. Yeah, nice game, to but. see uh, Juju Smith-Schuster backing it up with another good game. I think he's legit. I agree. Youngest player in the NFL as well. Just got his driver's license in the bye week. And and got his bike back. He got his bike back. Yeah, Mia yeah. Khalifa stole it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past Martavis Bryant would have had a even much better. <laughs> sure, game. if it, no, like the very first <laughs> pass was like 50, forty to sixty, some really really long pass that was nearly intercepted. If it weren't for that, Bryant might have had a hundred yard day here too. Oh really? Yes, nice. like the very first pass of the game. So it showed that you know just all bygones, be, bygones be got bygones. Or just whatever. from the highlights I saw, it looked like Roethlisberger played a pretty good game too. From uh, just his mobility and his ability to kind of play clutch ball. They came back in this game to win it. He he looked he looked better than the Ben Roethlisberger we've seen all season. I I did move I moved the Vikings and Saints up in mine. I moved the Steelers down to eight, mostly because of how rough they've been on the road this year. And once again, the beginning of this game really rough on the road. I worry about them in the playoffs. But right they, now they're right the now. top seed in the AFC. I know. So. Seven and two. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's... If, the, if the road to the Super Bowl goes through Pittsburgh, then they should be okay. All right. But I have a feeling that'll, you know, be the Patriots. Uh, the Rams score 33 points, which means a care game win for somebody in that stupid game that we're playing in the <laughs> office. <laughs> Uh, and the Texans. And now you guys believe me that they're third, right? <laughs> Man, the the Texans are just done. I'm on board. The, the Texans. The Texans have completely checked out. Well, why? Why would there's I mean, no, there's they're, no they're, reason for them to be checked their in. owners checked out? They're playing Tom Savage at quarterback. There's nothing. Yeah. I don't know. It's there's almost something that makes me smile when they get down. They were on what the ten or eleven interception. <laughs> Tom Savage. I just, I don't know. For some reason, it makes me just laugh a little watching that. It, it sucks, but yeah. yeah. The only bright spot on that team right now is DeAndre Hopkins is continuously getting fed and is is the guy who's going to put up from a fantasy standpoint. I don't think there's anybody else on a fantasy side that you can trust. I don't think. I mean, it should have been a Lamar Miller game, and it, it wasn't. Been. So, yeah, yeah I, I think it's Nuke and... Nuke and that's about it. No, um, no Will Fuller with the injury, that's for sure. I'm going to kick this over to the uh, Robert Woods desk and just let John <laughs> Tooby monologue for about uh, 10 minutes. Well, I, th- one of the reasons we <laughs> hired Scott Fish was uh, his our mutual love of Robert, of Robert Woods. Woods. <laughs> I, had, so good. I made the mistake of thinking that Sammy Watkins might have the monster game 
uh, this week because as he being got the, the touchdown, the he got a touchdown. But yeah. Woods is uh, everything that that we that I drafted him to be coming out of college five years ago. Five years ago, <laughs> it just took a couple stops and and uh, yeah, that offense is legit. I think uh, Fish was higher on the Rams last week than than we were, and I now we're all the in the in the neighborhood. <laughs> Eight catches, 171 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, for but Bob you Woods. take away the one, and Just it's only away it's a seven for 80 yard day. <laughs> yeah, and a touchdown still. <laughs> a touchdown. Still had a great day. <laughs> I Just you take away the 94 yard touchdown. Still the target leader, and reception leader, and yard leader for the Rams, and probably the touchdown leader now with four. I, I would, would guess. I would have receiving. to think so. Unless Tyler Higby keeps Hop- it now. Hopkins so. is averaging 7.6 targets per half. Per half so that he Savage dropped, plays. He dropped a little bit. Yeah, he dropped. He was at eight <laughs> He was at eight, yeah. Per half. Well, there's the problem right there. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. We didn't talk about the Vikings and the Redskins yet, did we? Let's I don't believe the, we have. Let's talk about the Vikings and the Redskins. Um, the Vikings put up points at the tail end of the uh, second half, similar to the way Maple Grove put on points <laughs> at the tail end of the game last week. Um, if, if those of you listening are not from Minnesota, uh, look up on Deadspin the Maple Grove versus St. Michael Albertville. One minute to go, come back. Absolutely amazing. Do it right now. You can pause the podcast, come wow. back to it later. No, actually. No, do it Do it afterwards. Do it after. Yeah. Um, Case Keenum looks awesome he for. Had the perfect passer rating for, for outside e- of for two passes. Everything for everything but two passes in yeah. a row where, yeah. like, I don't, he had a bad. Bad cup of coffee on the sideline or something, and just was just out of it for a little bit. Um, interesting thing I thought was Latavius Murray looks like the lead back now. Mm-hmm. I think McKinnon is is still like a wonder- great back to play, but it looks like it's Latavius's ball in most of these games. And I think as we get into the colder weather games throughout the season, that they're going to try to play more power football with Latavius, and it's something McKinnon just I don't think can do. Right. It's. I- Go ahead. I was going to say, I, I think you're right. And I wonder if with some of these games if Shermer isn't scheming, kind of like Belichick schemes. But I think you're right about down the line here with, with the colder games that Murray might be might be the back. I think they are looking down the road and thinking if we need to go into Philadelphia and win, mm-hmm. we need to be able to keep Carson Wentz off the field as good as our defense has played. And we need to run the ball between the tackles, and and so they're they're getting Murray ready, and they're getting their line healthy to do that as well. It was it's fun to watch that line uh, firing on a few more cylinders than uh, or a lot more cylinders than they were last year. But you know they got uh, Nick Easton back this week, and uh, I do think McKinnon, fantasy wise, I'd still trust the McKinnon catches and yardage over the potential Murray touchdown. But yep. he's. He's almost Leroy Horde like in that. Hey, you you need five between the tackles. He'll get you six. You know you you. No no no. The Leroy Horde. Well, he quote was like, was, you need three. If you want one, I'll get <laughs> you three. three. If, if you, you need, need five, five, I'll, I'll get, get you three. three. Yep. He's he's like a high end uh, Leroy Horde, without the uh, high, cla- slam, slamming high class the, Horde slamming uh, somebody's head in the door of their car kind of thing. Uh, that, that'll be interesting though. Eagles number one re- run defense in the NFL. Did Adam Thielen put the league on alert in this game? Like going up against Josh Norman for a good portion of this game and just absolutely dominating. The only the only pass that he dropped, which would have been a big one for him, uh, was was really low, and he, yep. he he dropped it, and he slammed his hands on the turf and was was upset at himself. But Slot receivers are crushing the Redskins. It's, it's unreal. 
But yeah, he he really did. He really did. He scored that touchdown on on Norman, and Diggs got that big sixty four yarder on Norman. Yeah, Norman did not look good in this game. I think. I mean, it's easy or to write off Thielen because he's a small school guy. He's white. I mean, he's he's the gritty, gutty wide receiver. He's and I think gym finally rat. real Jim rat. Who was the? Uh, was it? it was, <laughs> no, he's a combine rat. <laughs> it was Charles Davis, right? That was on the. And he's like, you know, we need to just stop talking about the Cinderella story. This guy is a legit stud NFL receiver. Yeah. And I, so as far as, you know, to answer your question, I think maybe, yes, the light is turned on. What we've seen in Minnesota for, you know, last year, oh, well, he got some stats while Diggs was hurt. No, he's got one of the best pairs of hands in the league. He's got size and speed. He's He just happened to play at a small school. Well, so did uh, – Corey Davis, yeah, Western Michigan's now big. Exactly. So they're, they're maybe, players maybe the rest of the league is Antonio is Brown. On. Yeah, Central Michigan. There where, you go. Where Jerry there Rice go. go to school? Wasn't he a small school guy too? Mississippi Valley State. There we go. Yeah. I mean, Th- look, I just there. compared they're Adam Thielen to Jerry Rice. Well, I think that that's the fair thing. I I put it on Twitter last night. Is Adam Thielen the new Randy Moss? And somebody suggested I was uh, in preposterous it, statement tournament. Nice. Two thousand seventeen. The other thing that I want to mention from this game, how come you can use the ball as a prop on a touchdown celebration <laughs> and you could pretend to poop out the ball <laughs> and be reading the paper on the toilet and poop it out? That's fine, but you can't go and hug the goalpost because suddenly the goalpost is off limits. Like, what? Why is that? That's not consistent. I think it's a PDA thing, right? <laughs> I, I, I read someone saying that uh, Diggs should come out and say that you know it was camouflage and there was a support your. He couldn't thing. see it. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying <laughs> there's a support I your vets. I just ran thing. into it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but then he was hugging it to support the vets and oh, stuff. There we go. And I don't, I don't know why the NFL is going to find me for hugging a vet. I'm glad that they didn't throw a flag on Goodwin there for being in the end zone for as long as they were huddled around him after I mean, you guys heard the story, obviously that Marquise Goodwin uh, for the 49ers, they lost their, uh, their wife delivering the child. They lost their child like that morning or the night before. Oh no, I did not hear this. And then he played that game. And when he scored that huge touchdown, he went down and just started crying in the end zone and his entire team gathered around him. Wow. I'm glad they didn't throw a flag on that one. I don't know if the NFL was aware or not, but you, you would Way hope. to bring the, down the yeah, podcast, Yeah, I was going to say, there, Thanks, there goes my Fish. good line about uh, the Vikings in their leap-toed celebration. We, oh. call, we call it leap-toed, leap-toed. in Minnesota. <laughs> I, I don't know what the rest of the country calls it. Oh, man. Hop-toed. <laughs> um, do you guys, what do you guys think about Washington? We, we talked a lot about the Vikings. Obviously, we're a little bit homers here and some, some bias for Minnesota. But what do you think about the way Washington played? It was good to see the comeback out of them and a little bit of the fight, but they made a lot of weird mistakes in this game. And I'm not sure if they're a playoff team or not still, but they're a really interesting team. And, I mean, coming off the, the win in Seattle last year, they're just a weird team to play. They certainly – I mean, they can be. They, they've got, other than maybe the the running game piece, but they can play good defense. That line – came back and it was the the Vikings without Everson Griffin but yeah. I think that offense can can scare some people at playoff time uh, it would have been nicer air. if we got the entire Washington line when it was injured instead of entirely yes. healthy yes. but uh, Although it, it makes a difference their their best player that that final play that Tom Johnson uh 
uh, tackle on you fourth down. Sebastian Thunderbucket. Sebastian Thunderbuckets, <laughs> and he went through Brandon Scherf, who is maybe one of the better guards in the league. I mean, is certainly playing it at a very high level, and he, I mean, it was it was as a lineman type of guy. It was really fun to watch him play that back again and again, not from the offensive perspective, but from what Tom Johnson did defensively or Sebastian Thunderbuckets. Yes. Uh, the Falcons beat up on the Cowboys in uh, Megatron's butthole. That's what, Whoa. They, that's what they call uh, the stadium down there in uh, Atlanta. Have you seen the roof open? I have not. <laughs> I have not. That's uh, – wow. Is, is that the official? Is that the the sponsored name? Uh, yeah. I believe Deadspin coined the phrase. Welcome to Mega- the Mercedes Benz Megatron butthole. I'm wow. t- Troy Aikman <laughs> along with. Uh, oh. uh, so um, the good news in this game on the radio, I called and guaranteed a Dak Prescott rushing touchdown. Yeah. Got that right. There you yes. go. Um, the bad news is the Cowboys cannot do anything without Ezekiel Elliott. Or, or without Tyron Smith. I mean, I think that might be as big Is that the factor. bigger story? It, it, yeah. As big. It's and Sean Lee. I mean. Well, yeah. That's, yeah. But yep. It takes out the <laughs> yep. defense. Yeah, take away their three best players, and they're really the, – they're not as good. This is one of the reasons I still have them 10th is because 15 and below is just a giant crab fest of terrible in the NFL. Did you say crab fest? Crap okay. fest. Well, I suppose the Bucks and Jameis Winston are down in there somewhere. <laughs> but <Zing. laughs> wow. I have the Cowboys. I have, nice. I have the Cowboys 10th <laughs> simply because they're going to get a lot of that back before the playoffs, and I think they'll still probably be in the hunt. Do you have the Falcons above the Cowboys? I have the Falcons no, two spots below right now. You, you don't think that yesterday's game factors into the power of said teams? Well, like you said, one team was playing without. If you if you the Falcons beat them without Freeman, which they kind of yep. did. Yeah, without oh, maybe what Matthews and without I don't Adrian they, Claiborne if who they had play, an okay if, game. If they play if they play again, <laughs> Adrian six, Claiborne is not sacks. getting six sacks again. I think, and I think Dak will have more time to throw. And Des Bryant won't be gimpy. Yeah, one away from uh, Derek Thomas's record. The record we thought Everson Griffin would be it had had he faced uh, T.J. Clemmings, but unfortunately none of that happened in the way. Do you think they game. rested Everson Griffin because <laughs> T.J. Clemmings wasn't playing? They were just <laughs> like, they were just like, <laughs> it's we, we, it, we'll, we'll try to get you the record <laughs> this game, but if the record's not really there, we're just going to – we'll give you a week off. It wasn't Clay, – Claiborne's Iowa – Defensive end, right? You're, you're the – or am I in the defensive realm? You're not as big I, a dynasty yeah. guy. No, I'm not. I, want, I think I remember him coming out in the draft and uh, and thinking thinking good thoughts, but not, not 6X in a game good thoughts. University of Iowa. Uh, really quick, we should mention that the 49ers beat the Giants in the matchup of uh, – Two of my bottom four teams. That's two cool. of your bottom three teams. That's why I have the Giants last. I got now. the. I moved the Forty ers all the way up to twenty nine. <laughs> wow! I could be convinced to move them up a little higher ahead of the Broncos. I feel like I need to move the Texans Gutsy. down. So the Broncos. I, I would have put the Broncos special teams thirty third, but their their other two facets. Uh, the Broncos I mean, have given up 92 points in the last two games for a team that's, you know, oh. this great defense. Yeah, they're not getting after the quarterback. And that game could have gone so differently. That defense comes out, gets the three and out, and you think, hey, turn them over, and then McKenzie fumbles it, so sets here, up the short field. Here's how I did bam. the bottom of my power rankings. All right. The Giants beat the Broncos. Oh, I should probably move the Giants. Ooh. I'm going to move the Giants up. Boop. Giants are going up one. 
Giants beat the Broncos. Okay. 49ers beat the Giants. Broncos are the worst team. <laughs> what about the Browns? Oh, the, Bra- the Browns are on the bottom Everybody still. beats the Browns. Yeah, okay. The Browns haven't beat anybody. I think the Giants are worse than the Browns. <laughs> Maybe not. They're both just terrible. Who have the Broncos beat this year? They've beat a couple teams, haven't they? Uh, I think they beat San Diego early. Yeah, oh yeah, early. Yeah. They, they, I think they started 3-0, and didn't they? Didn't they? If only we had a box where all that information oh, was available. We do have a box where they started they lost three and five. one. They lost five in a row. Chargers, Cowboys lost to the Bills, then they beat the Raiders. So they beat the Cowboys, your number eighteen team. Mm, I better move the Cowboys. It, it's going to get yeah. the Cowboys no, were punished yeah, on my list this week too. Good. Pretty pretty hardcore. There was one year where I was able to, based on the well, they beat that team, and then that team beat that team. I was able to prove that St. John's was the national Division One football <laughs> champion. <laughs> Ahead of Ohio State. Nice. Nice. Uh, <laughs> because they had some, somewhere along the line, had, some, D3 some D3 team had lost to or D2. beat a D2 team, and that D2 team beat a D1 that beats, you know, oh, it was nice. like a 40-team <laughs> string. But I printed it. was pretty impressive. I printed it out. That's awesome. Okay. You should figure out a way to make that happen every year. <laughs> oh, I think there is, just about it, unless the, unless the national champion is undefeated. Yeah. Uh, and we just mentioned the Broncos. Broncos give up 41 to the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots are a pretty good offense, but the Broncos, they're scuffling. They're looking bad. Yep. That was, it was not pretty. Although Manuel Sanders and, and uh, Demarius Thomas returned and did a little something with Brock. Yeah. Vance Bro- Joseph Brock was having looked, the time of his life out there. Brock looked competent. Almost competent against well, the bottom against, three pass yeah, against a defense <laughs> that's that, good. that I thought maybe had had turned the corner and and had played well for a couple of games, but uh, he had yeah. a seventy two point nine passer rating, two hundred twenty one yards and a touchdown. Hoyer for did him, go three good. for three for thirty seven yards. Do we have uh, a quarterback a, controversy? <laughs> controversy? Yeah, um, I think we do. Um, <laughs> no. uh, the heir apparent, Brian Hoyer. <laughs> All right, let's get into our rankings. Um, right. We all have Eagles at the top. That seems pretty uh, easy to Eagles put over in the one. compost pile. We all have Patriots. I will tell you one more thing on the Patriots two. here. Rex Burkhead, snap percentage has gone up three straight weeks, over 50% this last. And ever is most since, Ever since our take a chance on me joke. Yep, yep. ever <laughs> since then. And his most touches of the year last week. And that means probably nothing because <laughs> it's the Patriots. Does that include the touch he had on the punt block? I don't know. that, But I saw that he was he's the first player in like uh, 30, 40 years to have a receiving touchdown and a punt block in the same game. Nice. Yeah. So, all right. He's amazing. <laughs> Rex Burkett. He's the, mo- right. he's the most Patriots player ever. Uh, the you guys Since each Troy have Brown. you guys each have the Rams at three. I have the Vikings at three, and we'll figure out this week which Ooh. one of those teams yes we will is, uh, is better. Vikings will be at home in that game. Yep. I've got the Vikes in that game, but I'll defer to you guys this week and give the Rams the number. Well, three we need spot. to give them some motivation. I'm sure this is going up in the locker billboard. Billboard? Bulletin board material. Yep. All Put right. it on a billboard. I drive by billboard the billboard outside material. U.S. Bank every day. So, um, Then? It's got to be the Vikings. Chiefs, Vikings, Saints are kind of the, the next. Saints are like a lock five for all of us. So you both have Tuvi the, likes you the both, Chiefs and Saints more than the Vikings. You both have, well, I've seen more pain in, as I'm older than you guys. So <laughs> we I, beat the Saints already. 
All right. Although, as somebody said, we the, did lose the, to them. The, the Vikings about eight years ago in a really big game. Yeah. though. does that factor? The, the, the Vikings played the 2016 Saints. Yes. the first game of the season. Yes. So. Yeah. I, I'm I'm fine with the uh, the Vikings Saints and and then Chiefs. That works for me. Okay. All right. Vikings Saints then Chiefs. So right now we have f- four NFC teams in the top five. It's it's uh, yeah. So after thinking for most of the season that the NFC was just kind of weird and up for grabs and bad, it turns out that the NFC has. A whole bunch of what we could call good teams at this part mm-hmm. part of the season. Yeah, and the AFC is top heavy. Yeah, I'd say that because once you get past the top five in the AFC, I don't like any of those teams. So you guys have the Steelers yeah. both at eight. I have the Steelers at six. Yeah, I might have been unfairly dropped them too da- too much, but the uh, Steelers beat the Chiefs by the way, and I believe that game was in Kansas City. Can say so much better on the road this year. It's unreal. <laughs> it's unreal. It doesn't make any sense. Either. I know it doesn't. That that used to be a huge home field advantage. And Kansas so City good. is three and one at home and three and two on the road. Well, I, I guess maybe I'm just too blinded by fantasy stats where Alex Smith and Tyreek Hill's best games are all on the road. So here, I know we were going to put the Chiefs at, at six, but here's my case. Okay. The Steelers have already played six road games this season. So they got lots of home cooking they coming have five up. Five yep. home games left the rest of the year. I think that they'll probably end up as the top seed in the AFC still. And over the, over the Pats, I think so. And they are the Achilles' heel to the Chiefs. I mean, yeah, it, it wasn't like over the last three years or something. They're thirty and yeah. six against the rest of the league and zero and three against the Steelers or something like that. Yeah. I know I'm making up numbers, but it's it's pretty dramatic. I want to put the Steelers in at six. Oh, I think I think the Steelers are pretty clearly there. All right, and then right. we can put the Chiefs in under them. Fine, the fine. Um, after that, boy, no, does it get muddy. Probably Seahawks maybe next. Seahawks. It looks like Seahawks for Panthers. all of us. I've got the Panthers up there. Yep. Seahawks, Panthers, then maybe Jags for the last three yeah, in that I'm, order. I'm the one digging the Jags, so. Uh, I think my, I'm a little higher on the Jags than you. Well, I mean, you're, you've always been a Blake Bortles guy. I'm such a Blake Bortles guy. No, I just meant in this week's, uh, and I, I think I might. I think I probably should have put. The oh, and that one wide receiver that I challenged Jay on would outscore zero for zero. Well, no, but uh, the guy that I pulled out of nowhere from the Jaguars, Ke- Keelan. Keelan Cole. Cole. It was like he had a or touchdown. I mean, it was off <laughs> off the tips of his fingers. It would have would have just been like insult to injury on that bet. So we have Jaguars as the tenth best team in the league. We're not going to go Falcons or Titans or not Titans. Lions. I do have Titans ahead of Jaguars. Well, or Cowboys. No, not Cowboys. So you you each have the Jaguars in the top ten. I've got them outside of the top ten. Who else? There there can't be another team that more than one of us has in the top ten. I just so. think that the Jaguars in that division have the best one side of the ball defensively that, that their yeah. defense is better than any other side in that division. You might argue that anybody else in the league. <laughs> and, and, and maybe that's very it. good. Yeah. So now if only someone would let their coach know they have a really good running back and they don't need to give Blake Bortles 51 passing attempts. Do you think they, they correct that <laughs> after yeah. this week? You would like to think so. <laughs> You would hope. Did Fournette get benched a couple uh, 
<laughs> a couple quarters in this game and I, we don't we didn't see it as much. You're benched on second down. <laughs> he failed to smile for a camera while oh, on the sidelines. Get, showed, so. showed up we'll late show for a second down or something. <laughs> oh. Didn't uh, leave the huddle with a So with what, a skip. what's the argument here for 10? Are we leaning Jaguars? Are we I think I'm the only according to my rankings the only dissenter. I've already conceded that we can uh, put the Jaguars there. So I'm fine I, I'm with interested that. in how Fish has the Jaguars at 7 and John defense, has the Jaguars at 14. You hate Blake Bortles that much? Blake Bortles has never lost a Super Bowl. I do I do actually think that I probably should have put the Steelers ahead of the Jags, but still the Jags for me are probably top 10. I just I think defense can win in in almost any situation. I like I like them as a possible playoff team. So if the playoffs start today, right. it would be Buffalo going to Kansas City and Jacksonville going to Tennessee in the in the and AFC we'll get wild a, card round. Didn't that happen like three years ago? Where was it? Like Bengals Jets were the the last game of the year, and then they they Vikings Packers Vikings Packers did it too. Was it? Yeah. Pa- and I know there was an AFC one also yeah. where they they yep. last game of the year they flexed them out and then they. Uh, Send them right it's back to the a same lot spots. Recently, it feels like, yeah. And on the NFC side, it would be Carolina. Oh, it was uh, Eagles Cowboys. I think did it a few years ago too, if I'm remembering correctly. Carolina going to. Do you have these in tiebreaker order? I don't. I don't think I have them in tiebreaker order. I believe last I checked, the Saints had the tiebreaker over the Vikings. Oh well, yeah, even we talked about that last week. Even though the Vikings, oh have well, them. you know what? Now they have now they have the same conference record. So the oh. Vikings are probably back up to two. Okay. Because the Saints beat the Bills this week. So Carolina goes to New Orleans. Seattle Carol- goes to the L.A. Did they play like the last game of the year too? Who knows? It's entirely possible they do stack up a lot of divisional games at the it's end of the year. It's all divisional games the last week of the season every yep. year. It might even be the last two weeks of the year. It's always fun. All right. I can I can tell you what it'd be. Steelers and Pats with buys. Eagles and Vikings with buys. Bills versus Chiefs. Jaguars, Titans. That's what I said. Panthers, Saints, Seahawks, Rams. That's what that, we just that's said. That's what we just okay. said. Okay. But he's a, confirming it's, us. It sounded like you, he's a bear you weren't detail. 100% sure, and I just wanted to double check. When were we ever 100% sure? Uh, that one time. Uh, Do you that, remember it? That the uh, Giants will give up a tight end touchdown this week. Travis Kelsey. What did we say that he, have we released the pricing yet? He he could be the highest priced player in fanball history. He will be the <laughs> highest priced tight end in fanball history. I think when the pricing comes out, I, think I know that in this we situation, we talked to a wizard about it. He there, better be. We should feed into the computer. This is what we should do. Travis Kelsey should be what whatever the cap is minus the minimum salary <laughs> at every other spot. And then if you want Travis Kelsey, cool because we know he's going to blow up. You have to minimum. Every other spot. So watch the Giants just sell out to stop <laughs> him this week, and and he gets like two catches for fourteen yards, and that's it. Well, he did. Just watch. He it, had a one it, target. It's, it's going to be the most no brainer thing of all time. Who's all the right. back? Who's the backup tight end there? Demetrius Harris. There we go. Demetrius Harris with a three Demetrius touchdown Demetrius Harris game. touchdown. <laughs> all right, cool. Thanks for uh, joining me on the pod, and uh, make sure to listen to. The Fanball Fantasy Football Podcast, where I think we're going to try something new and different this week with some of the articles. 
Yeah. Being being read aloud to you. Oral version. The or, oral Book, books on tape. The oral Hershizer version of the articles. Nice. Um, which that should be fun. There's going to be a lot of content there. If you want to want to learn some stuff about fantasy football on your drive home, pop on the Fanball Fantasy Football podcast and listen. And all the Fanball podcast network shows, including Fantasy Football Almost Daily, and we got. Uh, Whitlock and the Vaughn doing the uh, big basketball show out of our uh, Connecticut office. They're big hoop heads out there. Well, that's where the sport was invented, just down the road, Springfield, Mass. It's all East Coast. It's all connected. It's like flyover <laughs> land to them. It's all, yeah, it's Minnesota, all Minnesota, Iowa, so, they're neighbors, there somewhere. right? Yeah. Why don't they just rename all those tiny states New England? Yeah. <laughs> Good plan. I like it. All right. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, J2V on Twitter. At Scottfish24 on Twitter, I'm at Explosive Output, and uh, thank you for listening, and we will see you again uh, later in the week for another Explosive Output podcast. There are two kinds of angry people, explosive and implosive. Explosive is the kind of individual that you see screaming at the cashier for not taking their coupons. <laughs> Sandball Podcast Network.